Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome, welcome to the Cult of the Collective Commentary. Featuring the Sixth Doctor Randall Thor. Hello, everybody, and welcome. The game is on yet again. The Coltum Collective talk all over the top of Sherlock. This week, episode two, The Blind Banker. No jokes, please, Dave. We're British. <laughs> I thought it was the uh, Baker Street Irregulars anyway. <laughs> no, they're all on the prunes now. Ah. <laughs> That's how they got the name, the Baker Street Regulars. <laughs> Irregulars. <laughs> no, they're on the... Never mind. Right. <laughs> Prune jokes go over his head. <laughs> oh, no. They're regularly irregular. There you go. <laughs> yes, we're here to talk over episode two of series one. You see, we can say that now because series two is on the way. Series one of Sherlock. And uh, since this is quite a long commentary, we won't talk too much at the beginning, will we, folks? Because we did all that before we started recording. Indeed. So, if you gentlemen are ready and have your official BBC copies of Sherlock, Episode 2, The Blind Banker at the Ready, we shall begin. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, play. Fancy some tea? Yeah, I performed a tea ceremony earlier. I emptied my cup and poured wine in. <laughs> Waste of good tea, that. It looks very weak tea. Hmm. I must admit, I'd love to be at a tea ceremony because it seems very relaxing. There's a lovely uh, Highlander episode where uh, it's the one where he actually gets his uh, samurai sword and uh, the man there asks his daughter to do the tea ceremony. But of course, uh, Michael know all about that. Apparently, they rotate the cup, don't they? Is it three times? Yeah, three times. Yeah, you see, our oh, three quarters actually, quarter, quarter, quarter. I never know why, but three fourths. And of course, uh, on our screens, of course, is Gemma Chen, who uh, some of you may have seen in uh, Secret Diary of a Cold Girl, actually, um, this year. Uh, the IT crowd in. Uh, 
the final countdown in Renum versus Renum as Ivana and uh, the female Sulu. And of course, we all will have seen her in the waters of Mars as Maya Bennett. Because she's, she's been in other stuff too. I'm sure she's been in casualty somewhere along the line. Has to be. Indeed. A running gag, folks. Running gag. Please stop staring at my teapot. Very atmospheric. Of course, she graduated uh, from uh, the Drama Centre of London in 2008, uh, which puts her uh, along the uh, among the alumni of uh, Colin Firth. Uh, Jamie Murray, Pierce Brosnan, Tara Fudger, Simon Callow, and Tom and, and Tom Hardy. So, in good company there. Mm, classically and, trained in the violin and piano. Yes, Mike. Yes, I don't know if this would be a, a running gag or just a, a game to play with this episode, but this episode works best for name that Doctor Who filming location. <laughs> Throughout this episode, you'll notice places that were used for Doctor Who filming. In this hallway with all those lockers, you'll probably remember from the Stolen Earth. The hallway where the Daleks inv- attacked Unit, and where Martha uh, obtained that teleportation device and the uh, the key. Oh, excellent. Is that going to be our drinking game? Yes, it's... <laughs> Could whenever, be. Whenever, whenever, Mike... often enough. <laughs> whenever Mike mentions a... Uh, there's the theme tune. Lovely. It's just nice and simple. It's nothing too ostentatious. Benedict Cumberbatch, Martin Freeman. Funny, I must have heard of them from somewhere. <laughs> Created by Mark Gatiss, Stephen Moffat. And of course, picking up from, from where we left off last week, we were talking about... Um, Benedict Cumberbatch being announced as being uh, part of the cast of The Hobbit. Um, we now know that uh, he will be voicing and uh, they will be using motion capture to uh, get his facial features plastered all over Smog. <laughs> Sorry, when I saw this, I thought of the Green Hornet. Is it the Green Hornet where he used to... Uh, I was at the Pink Panther where... <laughs> He used to have somebody jump out of the cupboard and test his skills. Yeah. Kato, was it? Kato. Mm. <laughs> of course, written by, we should have said, um, directed by Eurus Lynn, uh, yes, written yes. by Stephen Thompson. Yes. First aired, 1st of October, uh, sorry, 1st of August 2010. That's such a classic Sherlock Holmes thing. This unknown, <laughs> unknown sword fighter just breaking in and <laughs> trying to kill him <laughs> for unknown reasons. <laughs> An argument with the machine. <laughs> <laughs> he shouted abuse at it. And of course, after the sword fight, there's no sign of the sword fight. Well, maybe two signs, and Sherlock shirks them away. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I sent him a message. 
again yeah yeah so um our literary friend uh where does this story borrow most from it actually borrows from two sources mainly um which ones were they valley of fear and the dancing men two different sherlock stories oh. and that, that's mainly with the, the the clues that we'll see see later on the coded messages but that's later on in the episode yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, we need to go to the bank. <laughs> of course, when Sherlock goes to a bank, he doesn't go to just any normal bank. <laughs> <laughs> Taking everything in? 42. It's the answer. Yes. Huzzah. <laughs> and backwards too. All we need now is the question. <laughs> yes, not on a date. Here we go. Now this uh, Sebastian's played by Bernie Car Carvel, is that right? Carvel, uh, yeah. Bernie. Yeah. Appeared to be in much according to Wiki anyway. Waking the Dead, uh, Midsummer Murders. Ah. Uh, the new series of Just William as Uncle Neville. And uh, he was uh, the mysterious man in the Lazarus experiment of Doctor Who. Of course, he's plus, plus he's also. Yes. Plus, he's also been in Holby City, which is another one of my lists. Yeah. And, the, and the most interesting thing is this is not the first time he's acted with uh, Mr. Cumberbatch. He was also in the 2004 movie Hawking, in which uh, uh, he played George Ellis, opposite... Uh, and Cumberbatch is Hawking. Stephen Hawking, yeah. Yes. Oh, 
that's we would have probably also seen him in Primeval uh, from season three, episode two, as Ryan Mason. Excellent. Yes. Sebastian. Ooh. <laughs> the symbols, what do they uh, mean? Yes. <laughs> These Sudoku puzzles, I can never do them. <laughs> <laughs> and another nice use of the uh, overlaid characters yeah. on the screen. Quite nicely done. Yeah. That's the uh, the the fully shaped building across from is fondly known as the Gherkin. Oop. I've heard it called something else, Dave. It's called the Gherkin. The crystal. Palace? No, not Palace. Something else. Rhymes with Palace. And it's appeared in Doctor Who several times. Most notably, uh, Chris, uh, Ooh, one of the drink. Christmas specials, Runaway Bride. <laughs> I like this part. Sherlock just <laughs> running around the office. <laughs> and of course, isn't it strange to see a certain actor in an office? No? I see what you did yes, there. Yes, he, he just ran Freeman. past a he just ran past a blonde. <laughs> no, no, no. What uh, Dave did there with that reference, Ian? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I was making another reference to the blonde secretary, but he fancied oh, yes. the, the office. Indeed. See, I was being even more you know, <laughs> cunning Darn. as I mop up my wine. <laughs> I don't like these new boxes. <laughs> Yeah, irritating. <laughs> now, you see, that rather fooled me because my rather cheaper watch than that uh, gets mixed up when we have 50, uh, 31 days in a month and I have to manually change that date. But I suppose watches like that would automatically do it. Oh, not all of us have... Uh... A sundial as a watch, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's served me since uh, I was at. Uh, and where was that stone circle? Ah, oh, well, never mind. Since you were digging out the underhinge. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dave built the Pandorica. <laughs> They only imprisoned date. Uh, they only imprisoned the doctor in there because they knew they could never get away with imprisoning imprisoning Rory in there. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Yeah, what do we do? Oh, Sherlock and his disguises. It, even if it's just disguising his voice. <laughs> I love it. 
nothing strange there at all. <laughs> it's your balcony. I just love the the, the, the way his, his facial expressions change when he, he just, you know, automatically bing, switches over to this other character and, hi! Yeah. Uh, when I first saw this, I was thinking, eh, quite, quite a nice bachelor panda. Mm. <laughs> Even as the wine. Wine? That's Bollinger, <laughs> my dear. He's got the bolly, bolly knickers. <laughs> <laughs> Nice little life on Mars as she trashes. Oof. Whoops. Uh. Oh, somebody spilled Merlot on him. Oh. Waste of water. Oh, oh he's dead. dear. <laughs> we had some waste of tea. Now you have a waste of waste wine. Of Where will it end? <laughs> no wonder he's dead. Three days, that keep me going a week. <laughs> <laughs> the symbols. Now, this bit had me a bit Hannibal Lecter type moment. You know, there's a moth in the mouth type thing. Right. No, let's draw it. <laughs> now, this is... Uh... This is Paul Checker. Ch Paul Checker, indeed, yeah. Oh, been in Torchwood. Yes. The episode Random Shoes. Oh. It was Eugene in Random Shoes. Yes. He's also been in Hotel Babylon. Uh, Holby City, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I do remember him um, from the Random Shoes one. I, I, I love the way they do this, and I love the mirror. Mm, yeah. Excuse me. It, it, it's, it's one of those things nice where... Way, yeah, it's a n nice way of showing the more of the scene without having to pan the camera around right. or interject different cuts. Yeah. Mm. And you, just to think about the skill that it takes to, to do something like this. Yeah. I mean, how often has that been oh, used <laughs> in in detective books? You know, body door. found in a yeah, locked from the inside, no key. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Scotland Yard. <laughs> Martin Freeman's dry kind of approach is very, very refreshing. Yeah, and of course, the, the director of this, Joris Lynn, directed nine episodes of Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. um, won the, uh, the Cymru, the Welsh BAFTA, for Best Director in Silence in the Library. And the Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Presentation Short Form uh, for Girl in the Fireplace. Yes. And on top of that, he's rather tasty looking. It's these little tidbits that you don't get in other shows, folks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, uh, and Torchwood. Was he directed in Torchwood as well? The Children yeah. of Earth. I don't know whether he directed just one or... or... That would probably be similar to my apartment, my flat, with books all over the place. <laughs> and, hey, here we go again with Name That Doctor Who Filming Location. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Silence in the library. This one's far more obvious, too, and you're like, oh! Yep. Where's what? River Song? Watch Where's out the for the bastard around <laughs> Is anyone Sue Lin? Hello, Blake Seven. <laughs> and of course, that is Al Weaver. A weaver. That's Torchwood. A weaver. Who has been in Doom. The Inspector Lindley Mysteries. Uh, personal Affairs. Survivors. And two episodes of Survivors is Kevin. Uh, episode three and four. And is in post-production uh, of Powder. Most recently seen in the TV miniseries, The Nativity, is Thomas. Right. <laughs> and this is um, Molly Hooper, isn't it? Plays by Louise Brearley. No, it's not. It's uh, Sarah, played by jo Zoe Telford. Zoe Telford. I like to make one mistake now and again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this girl has played uh, Eva Braun in Hitler, uh, The Rise go. of Evil. And the next episode of Dot True, what's it going to be called? Let's yes. kill Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> she was also in The Last Train. Oh, fabulous. She was Rose Germain. Oh, a highly recommended show by us, that. 
And she also had a role in an episode of Ashes to Ashes. Yes. Wow. Uh, she's always been in a lot of crime stuff, criminal justice, law and order UK. Well, in order UK, that means she fits in with the, with, you know, the, the three degrees of Peter Davison. Yes. Yes. Well, she was also in Teachers. Wasn't David Tennant in an, ep- in, in an episode or two of Teachers? He may have been. Uh, she played Maggie in... Uh, Oh sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> take take his word as gospel. Aren't you a little uh presumptuous? <laughs> Did you say she's she's been in Ashes to Ashes? Did you mention that? Yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was probably too busy looking. While well, you guys came up with the facts, foiled again. Ha-ha. <laughs> Did you guys bolt the windows before we started this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I like the look, too. The the, the coat and the, the scarf. Um, and everything right, quite plain actually, mm. as far as Sherlock goes, uh, uncomplicated. And the gloves, I mean, that's yes, not... yeah, Spider Man is the villain, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> Very now I'm imagining this. Oh. Yeah, now I'm imagining this as if uh, Spider-Man was the villain. Hmm. Again, lovely, lovely. just cutscenes, you know, wipes and. Silence in the library, please. And those all, two, all, the, all the modern locations that they go to generally are very clean. If you understand what I mean, they're all very clean lines. They're all very... Uh, yeah, the bank that they went to was yes. definitely that. The symbols are everywhere! Yes. Whereas any any older building, or uh, like the, the museum, is very old-looking. The, the, the flat is always... It's quite reminiscent of, you know, the front room. But anything modern is very modern and clean and crisp and, you know. Mm. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, minimalist. Right. Like like the flat. The flat was very, very much that. A bed, a table, you know. You know when you were saying before about which episodes of uh, original Sherlock this is built on, it, it reminds me a bit about the, the what is it called, called the Dancing Men or something, mm. the, the one where um, 
it's like um little uh, little men holding flags like a semaphore thing apparently it was yeah, that w- it, it, is that the one yeah that was one of the two that i mentioned right um, can i say rose right now rose hmm the bit around the fountain there wasn't that yeah. the opening scene of uh... that actually that's actually one that i haven't noticed so bonus points <laughs> oh, to you bonus drink bonus drink I, I like the build up for that for for this scene. They're going into a fancy building and it looks as if you as if he's going to talk to some well respected artist <laughs> yeah. and he ends up talking to. <laughs> a graffiti artist. <laughs> and uh it looks like that picture from that policeman has escaped from uh Daleks of Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. Got the picky nose. Couldn't possibly mean anything bad about the police. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. What happens? Oh, poor Dr. Watson. Dr. Watson just sort of stares at the painting. Now, the young guy, is that one he called Raz? Played by Jack Jack Benz. Benz. Wow, we did that in unison. Fabulous. The Misfits. Ah. Uh, Episode uh, three of series one. Uh, It's Darren. Also in Primeval is Patrick Quinn in episode uh, two of series three. Wow. Been in Peep Show, uh, Waking the Dead. He's also been in EastEnders. <laughs> it's Udi. He's wearing a Udi. But he's been in Albany City, so he's all right by me. <laughs> also the Bill. <laughs> Oh, he's currently in casualty. (laughs) Well done. It's a win. (laughs) Strike. (laughs) It was just going five hours at the police station. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Sherlock. (laughs) I haven't seen Eunice Tubbs this time, have we? Up to now. Uh, Playing Mrs. Hudson. Not being in... Strange woman. Nice use of reflection, too, if you ever notice uh, yeah. when they're in the cab. And uh... oh, further forward. Oh, sorry, what? Where? And of course, the, I won't say what, but think some things are hidden in plain sight there. <laughs> no! I see what you did there. <laughs> I'm talking about her coffeture. <laughs> so that's okay. I'm trying to be oblique with my clues. I mean, to say it's rather good because 
even more and yet she looks supposed to be so observant see the thing is is Dave pre-watched this before we did this <laughs> well as you quite rightly no, corrected me as you quite rightly corrected me last time people listening to our commentary will have already watched it and right. know what I'm referring to yes yes does anyone know her name uh, no I thought that she's listed on the Is this Molly? Is this Molly? Hmm. I'm trying to check there. I'm not too sure whether that is the uh, the character, is it? Uh, Molly, Molly Hooper played. Yeah. Lucky cat. Lucky, just ten pounds for a lucky cat. Hmm, <laughs> I'm trying to see how many of the kanji on the wall I can recognize. Hmm. <laughs> Be careful, a beetle doesn't sneak up and jump on your back. Oh, sorry. Love the symbols just floating through the, the black in their costumes. Outfits, sorry. Clothes. Yes, there you go. Now, I'm getting mixed up here with some of these names, which is not quite unusual. Um, For men of your age. Oh, indeed, <laughs> indeed. Um, because I'm trying to figure out who uh, Olivia Poulet is in the casting here um, because according to this she was the partner of actor Benedict Cumberbatch oh. and she's listed in this thing so she plays Amanda now Amanda was that Amanda the girl the um, Van Coon secretary there or is that um, yes I'm pretty sure it's the secretary. Yes. Amanda. Mm. Right. <laughs> well, isn't that strange? This lady um, uh, is listed on the wiki as being... Uh, she was the partner of actor Benedict Cumberbatch until uh, March 2011. A few months before this was filmed. 2011. Uh, she's been in... Oh, this is, yeah, this is 2000, yeah. Oh, perhaps they actually went out after this then. Maybe this is where they met. Yeah. 
and yeah, most high-profile roles. Maybe he's like, role, I gotta go to New Zealand for a year or two. <laughs> yeah, and most high-profile roles is Camilla Parker Bowles. In the thick of it, Reggie Pedering outnumbered. It's unfortunately that Wiki hasn't um, given us the full list of uh, the surnames of a couple of these characters. Yes. <laughs> the other thing that's nice too and, and don't don't consider me ageist but that Holmes and, and, and Watson are and compared to young men mm. so you, you get that bit of action you know when required that's true I mean, that's one of the reasonings that was behind, like when the with the latest X Men one, X Men First Class, is one of the the the, the reasons for doing it was so they could get young actors in it. Same yeah. reason with Star Trek, and uh, doing that was to get young actors in the roles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just... <laughs> what? I love this whole action. Yeah. Not sure how he gets the size of the foot from that, but still. And then Holmes realizes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Holding your breath. Yeah. Yep, indeed. <gasps> oh, oh, oh. Behind you. And I don't know where. I'll go rock. <laughs> I just love the <sighs> Now uh, again I must admit when I when originally watched this I thought well why haven't they killed him? Yeah. Oi, did you want it? Nope. Nope. So what does that steal from there, Mike? The Black Lotus origami. <laughs> I need to drink my throat, so... <laughs> Uh. 
Now, we haven't discussed this young man, have we? Yes, we have, actually. Right. When he was knocking at a door. It's Al Weaver. Still open at the same place, though. Suspicious. Oh. You don't need to. He's already seen something. Yes. Hard to miss that. Don't blink. Blink. Don't blink. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, that. Uh... Mike, where's that from? Oh, the exterior of the museum? Yes. <laughs> oh, that was. Which one was that from? That was. Uh, uh, I remember seeing it in, in, in an episode of Doctor Who, but now I can't remember. Oh, it, oh no! Didn't they use it for uh, what planet? It was the Planet of the Dead. That's planet why. The that's dead, why that's I it. can't remember because yeah. I don't want to remember that episode. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's got a Faraday cage. What do you want? Again, Sherlock mm. making use of uh, you know means. Uh, un unusual, you know, rather than going to the police or going to an expert, you know, he goes to some guy on the street, you know. Well, well like I made that, like that reveal earlier on where it was, looked as if they were going to that fancy right. building. Yeah. He was going to talk to a well-known, uh, well-respected artist, but no, he goes to talk to the graffitiist. Yes. Graffiti or however you say that. Graffiti artist. Uh, and like that little thing I said right at the beginning, the sort of Baker Street irregulars. I mean, this guy isn't that, but it, the point is he he has sources and snitches and uh, the fact that he's not a snob, the fact that that young lad has the expertise in right. that particular thing, that's who he goes to because he's the most uh, reliable source of information. Right. Huh? Some detective work of your own, eh, Doctor? Um. <laughs> I actually uh. recognise a few of those kanji. Hmm. <laughs> this is just lovely, this. It's just... Uh. So adds to the whole... <laughs> uh. Finally, you get here. Here, I got a whole wall of this to show you. Oop. <laughs> and then this bit coming up here with, with, with Sherlock trying to trick his memory into. Let's <laughs> 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 <That's> mind meld. <laughs> yes. Yes, what are you doing, Sherlock? <laughs> My mind to your mind. <laughs> well, before you got me dizzy, I could remember it. <laughs> Just one simple thing, Sherlock. <laughs> Cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> took a photo of it. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, can you think he's going to be so clever and jog his memory? He's going to read everything out to him. And... No, I took a photo. 
See, it always reminds me of like uh, Indiana Jones, where the, the the thuggy guard comes out and does all those fancy magic sword flings and <laughs> tosses and everything, and then and then Indiana Jones pulls out the gun and shoots him. <laughs> That's not the last resting place of the headless monks, is it? <laughs> Probably is. <laughs> no, I think that was a church, actually. Uh. Uh... No, is that the Temple of Peace? Uh, if that if that's the Temple of Peace, then that's a frequently used location for Doctor Who filming. Uh. Now, have we established that that um, Sherlock is both filmed in Cardiff and London, or is it all filmed at Cardiff? Cardiff and London, I believe. Oh, yeah, so they will have used some. Hang on a minute. Yeah, I just checked, and that is the Temple of Peace. So we've seen that numerous times in Doctor Who, most yeah. recently in the Silurian two-parter. Oh, drink. Hungry Earth, Cold Blood. Yes. Well, Cold Blood, I would say. Just the second part. Let me fill my glass up. You're going too fast with these Doctor Who references. <laughs> And of course, I'm another thing. Another another thing. <laughs> I should drink more. Another that thing like that this Charlie P's com, uh, podcast. That another another thing that this uh, that Sherlock has in common with Doctor Who is uh, production design. Arwell Wynne Jones, uh, who has also uh, been on Doctor Who and the Sarah Jane Adventures, not been on, but been responsible for. Oh. Oops. Good reflexes. And of course, Torchwood Children of Earth. And has briefly acted in uh, in Joni Jones, the TV miniseries back in 1982. I'm a great fan of the Welsh. Love their names. Oh, just noticing this Gemma Chan has got her own website. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pardon? She's got her own website. <laughs> not, that, not that kind Gem- of website. No, oh. GemmaChan.com. All one word. That's her hair. It's lovely. British actress Gemma Chan, born in London, grew up in Kent. Oh, it's this. She went to um, Drama Centre at London uh, that introduced actors such as Paul Bettany, Colin Firth and Pierce Brosnan. Were you listening at the beginning of the show at all? No. (laughs) (sighs) I'm in a little world of my own here and you must know that by now. (laughs) It's difficult working with the old and infirm. (laughs) Again, if that's her hair, it's gorgeous. Mm. 
There you are. She's just a mule, Ian. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Martin Freeman, you're such the everyman. Sorry, folks, we're, you caught yeah. us listening again. Yeah. <laughs> it is very difficult. Oh. He ain't heavy. He's my He's brother. My brother. <laughs> Again, the nice split screen effect there. Uh, meld, or what do you call it? It's very talky, this bit. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Oops. Hey, who did that light? <laughs> 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 Look out! It's the best of the rider! Run! <laughs> well done. That's practical man. Yes. <laughs> You're getting close with the good looking girl. <laughs> oh, you mean Hyder, sorry. Yes. Here's me hoping that that quick quip that I had there shows up on Zarban. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not trying too hard, am I? No. Mm. Oh, yes. Uh, naming Doctor Who filming locations. <laughs> Here's another one. That staircase. Oh. Museum. <laughs> oh, is that the one where we see the, the Doctor fall down and uh, appear to have died? Yeah, that episode and Vincent and the Doctor. Ah. 
Ah. Both of those episodes, this was used for. Drink, drink. I wonder if it was also used for uh, uh, Sarah Jane, the Mona Lisa episode. Too late, Frodo. I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, the stairs must have been in the forest of the uh, Silence in the Library, forest of the dead. When they, when they leave this spoiler book, you know, spoilers. Yes, yes, when they go down and you're looking out over the city. Yeah. Somebody left the door, left the door, left the door, left the Nissan. <laughs> no, that's Japanese, not Chinese. And again, we're being drawn in. Yes, we are indeed. Look what happens when you run off, Dr. Watson. <laughs> so we left her alone. Meanwhile, on the talons of Wang Chiang. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. Where's the giant rat one? <laughs> Now, this is Louise Brill, isn't it, playing Molly? Yes. Or she's normally credited as Lou. L-O-O. Unfortunate, that. But oh well. Hey, if you like it, it's yours. Oh, Sherlock, sure, like, what are you doing? <laughs> I see what you're doing there, Sherlock. <laughs> and of course, she's been in Casualty. Oh, yeah, imagine indeed. that. Is Roxanne Bird. She's also been in Bleak House. Uh, the Gil Mayo Mysteries. Hotel Babylon. Yes. And hopefully she will be returning uh, for the next series. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, books. 
<laughs> well, that's what he would say now. Just <laughs> wait until you see what happens. <laughs> Too many books. I never thought I'd say that. And of course, those were the feet of Dan Percival. <laughs> Played Eddie Van Coon. Also been in uh, uh, Vital Signs. Synchronicity. Van Wilder too. The Rise of Taj. Lost in Austin is Michael. Ooh, right. Uh, in uh, Whitechapel as D.S. Christopher Cedra. Uh, Cedra. And guess what? He's currently in Casualty, or at least was in the uh, episode All the Time in the World. It's Mark Farrington. <laughs> so he's doing well. <laughs> Sherlock, I'm disappointed in you. Why are you, 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 why are you using Internet Destroyer? <laughs> why? <laughs> why are you using that web browser? Uh -huh. At least expect them to use like oh, I don't know, Chrome or Firefox crying out loud. <laughs> oh, those those are from Anonymous. Well, actually, mm. isn't the search engine called Sherlock? Might be, but not a web browser. Oh, hey, we finally see her in this uh, episode. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, they're all addressed to Father Christmas, and if you can prove Father Christmas is real... Oh, sorry. <laughs> At this point, it's like, I like books. Here in a bit, it's, I hate books. <laughs> Look for one called the Wheel of Time. Yes. <laughs> all those Japanese... Have you ever read that, uh, Mike? <laughs> I've Although, heard of it here and there. Oh. <laughs> All those Japanese nuts like that. Mm. Now, it's quite a problem of statistics here, because they're, they're both looking in different compartment book boxes, but they have to ma find a match. Yes. I wonder if there's uh, any particular reason why uh, we don't have Lestrade in this episode. Why are we silly with no. Dimmick? Perhaps because they need somebody more compliant. It's rather a complex problem, really, this. Yes. Oh. And of course, as we discussed last week, this episode is actually written uh, not by Mark Gatiss or, or Stephen Moffat, uh, but by Steve Thompson, uh, who is responsible for The Curse of the Black Spot. Yeah, I see how you worded that. He's responsible for it. No, 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 actually, no, no, I didn't mean it that way because I actually do like Curse of the Black Spot. It's not, I think, that bad. I think it's rather a nice episode. 
Oh look, look what Doc, look what Watson forgot. <laughs> and back to Sarah at the surgery. <laughs> Stayed up all night with books. <laughs> yes. Sure. Oh, jump on. <laughs> she fancies him just a bit. <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> Drinking. Drink, drink, drink. <laughs> Book of it, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Of course, the, the surgery receptionist that you saw at the, uh, just the opening of this, this scene uh, is, of course, a Jillian Ilsa. I don't know where Stephen Moffat found her. Maybe she, she's using Gavin and Stacey. <laughs> uh, she actually uh, been a lot of uh, Welsh. She actually played the, the Welsh uh, uh, nationalist in, in, in Gavin and Stacey. Love wow. the Welsh. One of the reasons why my uh, why my uh, son has a Welsh middle name. Reese. I got told off by somebody about that. Well, because they said, oh, you're being all trendy, spelling it R-H-Y-S. Did you see his face when I told him, that's how you're supposed to spell it. (laughs) And not (laughs) R-E-E-C-E. Nice switch again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Brilliant deduction. Yes. <laughs> His name is Holmes. Three. Hmm. <laughs> of course you did, Sherlock. <laughs> no, gooseberries. Another the way he just glides in back there. There's yeah. no, like, saunter up. There's just this and then he go off he goes again <laughs> smoothly he goes in and out of that frame it's lovely mm. now the, yeah. the, 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 Sherlock Holmes has had dealings with the tongue in the uh, previous incarnation has he not uh, Mike uh. I think he has yeah, you're supposed was, to be our expert he, here. He, I know, I'm, I'm just trying to think of the exact. I know he has. I'm trying to think of the exact case, and I can't think of the name of the story. But he has. I think you're right. Certainly. <laughs> oh, such timing! Yes. <laughs> oh, Watson.
Sherlock, the perfect person <laughs> to have along with you on your date, apparently. <laughs> At least you're assured that it won't be a boring date. Exactly. Mm. Very atmospheric again. I mean, the, the, I mean, like I mean, you referred to the talents of Wai Chiang before. I mean, but it's got that sort of, you know, slightly. What's the word? You're slightly out of phase. You know. Right. Yeah. I mean. For a modern series, they've got this sort of timeless quality to lots of it. You could almost expect... Uh... Oh, wow. Mm. What was it, the the homuncular, or whatever it was called, the little small homunculus. man? Homunculus. The peaking homunculus, was it? Oh. Yeah. Mm. And we're watching again. Yes, we are. Oh, ah! Oh. <laughs> oh. Making an excuse to get all over Martin Freeman there. Well done, you. Oops, see, yeah, she's got the arm now. It's not letting them go in a hurry. It's like having one of those uh, those tour guide tapes. You go through the museum, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think Sherlock Holmes sitting behind you, explaining every detail. Was that a scarecrow's head? She, she just stuck that into. <laughs> Poor John Pertwee. <laughs> Here, the stubs will save you. <laughs> oh. oh, look who's oh. no longer behind Watson and Sarah. <laughs> yes. Someone's disappeared. Oof. Yeah, narrow escape from the arrow. Applause from me. Yay. Hooray, you. Oh. <laughs> uh, Freeman realized thinking, slightly oh. after you. <laughs> yeah, Watson's thinking, oh, darn, what's going on now? Oh, darn. <laughs> yes. Ooh, bird spider. Again, for something like this, they didn't choose some, you know, conference room, some practical, you know, new theater uh, 
they they kind of steeped it in the uh, the old classic way of, of, of Sherlock Holmes. It's an old section of town. It's an old building, you know. Yeah, it's slightly going. It's not not all this. I mean, when especially when they enter to, to pick up the tickets, there's paint chipping off the walls, old rickety stairs. It's like they're sort of entering the opium house, isn't it? That yeah, sort of idea. it's very very reminiscent of the classic, you know, how you would envisage, you know, the the you know, Sherlock Holmes to be. Yeah, the other thing you missed out was uh, bring your revolver. What's it? We still got your service revolver. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Ancient Chinese remedy. Oh, what? <laughs> Leave him a message. Ooh. Uh-oh. Oh, hey, it's another sword fight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, like, well, oh, they cool. say sword fight. <laughs> What's he doing back there now? <laughs> I think Eric Morecambe's trying to get through past the curtains. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the brother? Oh, hey, Sarah. <laughs> Way to go. Way. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Don't mess with her. She's a keeper, John. Get <laughs> what? Yeah. They were show from Doctor Who aside yeah. from the, you know the obvious Matt Smith actually auditioned for the role of Doctor Watson before his Doctor Who audition yes he did uh, consulting and of course uh, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, ended up being cast after Stephen Moffat and Mark Gatiss oh, Gatiss 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 yes mm. yes uh, watched his performance in Atonement from 2007, and they thought he looked like the perfect Holmes. Oh, Watson, rummaging through the kitchen. And look who's <laughs> come to the rescue. 
Yeah, they've got almost like the dancing men there. Oh, look who noticed something that Sherlock missed. Mm. And I just love the contempt. He's just like, shut up, you human being, you, you know. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, hang on. <laughs> Hmm. Therefore, she must have had the uh, the keyboard. The interesting thing about this is something that we we failed to mention last week. Um, but in the series, uh, Watson is, of course, at the end revealed that he would, he'd been wounded in the shoulder, uh, but has a phantom pain in his leg. This is a sly reference to the original stories in which Arthur Conan Doyle was inconsistent about the location of Watson's war wound. <laughs> How quaint. How cute. <laughs> Speaking of how quaint and cute, there was a in that shot right there. There was a Dan Brown book called <laughs> *The Lost Symbol*. <laughs> you talk what there, do you want? Me <laughs> not. Wonder where they got a Welshman in London. Oh wait. <laughs> hey, that's my book. It's my best Welsh. Sorry. <laughs> An interesting a skirt with a pocket. Yes. Yep. Skirts with pockets. Interesting. Hmm. So you pick up the funniest things when you're watching these things over and not paying attention to the plot. Good <laughs> <laughs> man. <laughs> the interesting thing about Dr. Watson in this, filling in some stuff yeah. in the meantime, uh, that in the original stories, Dr. Watson has also done military service in Afghanistan. Yep. In the Afghan wars. How's that for, for you know, a, a, a nice, I mean, a workable parallel? Mm-hmm. Um, only, only now could you really do that, you know? Um, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> And for those font fans, the typeface used in the overlays is Johnston Sands, well known for its use in the London Underground. The things you hear on the Colton Collective commentaries, folks. You don't get this kind of information anywhere else. Where's the pizza, matey? (laughs) That's not pizza. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I think you get a bit rusty if you don't pay them, you know. I said, hold the anchovies, damn it. <laughs> Jade. Oh, 
I've got the answers, mate. Where are you? Got the answers. Sorry, some some old guy talked over the top of you there, Mike. What was that? You got back too late there, Sherlock. But look, a message. Oh, Mrs. Hudson won't like that. No. Oi, what about me windows? Who's going to get up there and clean them then? Get the carbolic out. <laughs> now, again, Wiki's letting me down because this uh, leader of the Tong here, this lady. Oh, Doctor uh, Who location, sorry. <laughs> oh. It's another Doctor Who location. The Doctor's Bonus daughter. Points. Yep, Doctor's daughter. Yeah, I win. Oh, drink, drink, drink. I win the internet. I wonder how Errol Wynne-Jones knew how to find these locations, damn it. <laughs> yes, we don't actually have a listing, neither on the Internet Movie Database either, for um, half of this cast. Yeah. Huh. So you can't find everything out on the Internet. Hmm. Yeah, she's just referred to as the the leader of the tongue, isn't she? The... Uh... Now, they must have filmed an awful long time in this tunnel because Cumberbatch was really ill um, after they'd done this section. Mm. I mean, really ill. <laughs> <laughs> Look what you've done, Watson. <laughs> Let's play Russian Roulette. Gotta stop looking on uh, <laughs> Craigslist for assassins. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh. We have no idea who she is. No. Sorry to let you down, uh, faithful listener, but no idea. That's what was throwing me when I was trying to get those names of, you know, like Amanda and uh, Molly and so on earlier. If you're looking for some interesting uh, uh, videos, etc., uh, please do check out the PBS website, pbs.org, uh, wgbh slash masterpiece slash Sherlock slash, of course, the episode title, which of course this one is The Blind Banker. Um, there's some nice little videos with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, Mark Gatiss and Stephen Moffat and a bit of a Q&A. So do check those out. Uh, of course, PBS was the uh, first one to show uh, this. I uh, don't think it's even appeared on uh, BBC America yet. And I don't think it will, simply because, you know, as we pointed out at the end of last week's, this is made in production, co-production with PBS's Masterpiece series. Right. Which is why it went to PBS. This is rather interesting. Uh, no matter where I look, I cannot get... Uh, no, I'm looking myself on the BBC I, side. I cannot find her, uh, uh, the, the brother, nothing. Um, it's quite interesting. 
they cover their tracks well, these uh, yes. Tom, you know. <laughs> Oh, God, somebody spilled Merlot on him as well. Now, this is strange. Not even on the uh, movie, but into that database doesn't name. Uh -huh. Perhaps it really does belong to the tongue. I can find out more about the lucky cat than I can about her. <laughs> A bit thin, I think, that reasoning, but never mind. The thing is, it's not important for the we believe it. It's a matter of whether she believes it. That's true. Oh, the lighting on the... Anyway, never mind. I won't go any further with that thought process. <laughs> to add to this confusion of... To add to this confusion of who plays who, I just had a look at the actual end credits for this episode, and she's not listed. Interesting. Really wow. interesting. It's quite bizarre. It <laughs> is. No clue. The end credits for this episode list the following characters. Of course, Sherlock Watson, Mrs. Hudson. Then we have Sarah, Molly, Sue Lynn, Andy Galbraith, Seb, Eddie Van Coon, Dimmick, Brian Lucas, Museum Director, Rez, Community Officer, Amanda, Shopkeeper, Opera Singer, Surgery Receptionist, Box Office Manager, and German Tourist. Even the German tourist gets mentioned. Yeah, the German tourist gets a bloody mention. <laughs> exactly. So I've got the shopkeeper gets a credit, but hmm. box office manager. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. I can't can't understand that. Sorry, folks. We we did try. We scoured the internet so you didn't have to. Of course, I was not involved in half of that search because there was rather well lit uh, um, things. Things, yeah. <laughs> oh, Sherlock doesn't yeah. get a towel this. He doesn't get a blanket this week. No, <laughs> no blanket. I think I'm putting blankets, blankets on me. <laughs> yeah. 
you notice he dresses a lot like Stephen Moffat? Jacket and an open <laughs> shirt. Hmm. I wonder. I just noticed that as he was standing there, I'm like, that could be Stephen Moffat. Stephen Moffat, normally if you see him in interview situations, he's wearing a jacket and he's got an open neck shirt like that. Mm. Unbuttoned at the collar and, and no tie. I dare you to look at pictures of Stephen Moffat and prove me wrong. <laughs> well, apparently lots of uh, directors do that, don't they? They get, you know, they get Johnny Depp, they think they look like Johnny Depp, so they get Johnny Depp to star in their movies. <laughs> I love the, 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 the wipes there with the, uh, the door. Wonder if you'll bring her anything back from New Zealand. Oh, <laughs> nice little entry there, Sherlock. Mm. <laughs> a lady, he had a lady. Like a lady. <laughs> Hidden in plain sight. Yes. Oh, he does love. Her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> Nail a plank <laughs> across the window. Oh, yeah. Very high tech. <laughs> you just had to ask that, didn't you? Yes. Chatbot, <laughs> 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 do a happy dance. <laughs> The Shemmy's bloody dead. <laughs> Puns on the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, I feel They're like that. Sometimes. I feel like that a thousand years old. <laughs> General Chan. First night time they've named who she is. Yeah. Exactly. But there's no listing for her on the end credits of the episode itself. There was a Gemma Chan acting in this part. Yeah. <laughs> Not General Chan.
Oh, and mm. here we go. <laughs> Talking with someone mm. using this green name, M underscore. Yeah, mm. that was a bit, bit... Well, I suppose... I did notice, actually, uh, again, on re-watching, that there were more clues in this than I, than I thought they'd given us. You know, we, we are pretty well uh, catered for in terms of... Uh, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, I'm a bit more lost on Doctor Who and, uh, <laughs> and River Song <laughs> than uh, some of the complexities of this. Uh, of course you won't. Of course, you yeah, won't. of course you're not going to. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. Oh. And there we go. She's got a third eye. Yes. She's not listed. <laughs> no, she's in not credits. in that titles no. there. Blind. <laughs> hmm. Oh, again, a lovely episode. Again, another one I'm going to have to... Um, unlike Dave, uh, I did not pre-watch this. Um, which, in a way, was probably a good thing because it allowed me to let everybody else talk and I just supplied the, uh, oh, the, we be- the cast barely, lists. We barely heard you this week. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, I've even searched the internet for General Chan in Sherlock and nobody's even better than Bloody Eyelid. Nobody's asked. It's a conspiracy. I know. It's I bet like... Moriarty's responsible for this. <laughs> no, I, I would have thought somebody would have said, who played General Chan? And, and no, nothing. It's odd that there is no credit. What actor or actress does a part with that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I think the last part she played was a bos- bosun on a pirate ship. <laughs> wow yeah interesting interesting but yeah a, a, a good a good story um and again they they, they saved that bit the, the last bit you know um where she he he gets right back to the to the bits you kind of do pick up on i mean you do notice the fact that that she's rubbing her hands uh earlier in the piece where she's just been putting on the lotion and and she scratches her head um, where the pin is, of course. Um, and as we alluded to, things that uh, we said Sherlock was overlooking at the time, but he wasn't. Uh, he was filing away for later. I remember when I watched that the first time, I thought, I didn't even notice the, the pin in the hair, I thought it was inside the... The, the squeezy bottle, you know, the uh, uh, I thought he'd, he'd, he'd hidden it within in the liquid or something. But the interesting thing is, I mean, like I said, I didn't pre watch this one going in again and uh, just relying on my my first watch of it. Uh, it's amazing the things that stick with you. And I noticed at the time that her rubbing her hands and and and, and then the, the, the scratch of the head, uh, so things that you're supposed to see. Uh, and of course, you know, having watched it already once, um, I guess it does occur to you. It, it does then sit there and go, "Hey, look at me! I'm a clue." 
but on your first watch does it you know does it show and it's nice that they layer things in like that where once you do go back and watch it again you do see those you pick up on the little clues that Sherlock is seeing it's not all stuff that takes place you know um, outside of what the viewer sees it, it's stuff that takes place right right in plain sight of you then, then again, if you go back and rewatch it, you go, "Oh, yeah, there's the clue right there. There's what exactly what he saw," uh, and and you get that, and and that's that's nice. Uh, rather than them blatantly putting up a, a clue, you know, like if she goes to scratch her head, they focus right in on it, or uh, you know, they rub, she rubs her hands and they focus in on the bottle, but you don't find out till later what that means. It's it's these little subliminal subliminal have another glass of wine and say that word again oh, I'll have a drink, subliminal yeah. <laughs> those little subliminal things that happen on subliminable. screen subliminable subliminable they they put there in front of you that, that you know like i said yeah, if you watch it again it's a you very see. nice use of mise-en-scene oh there he goes again <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. away you go mike <laughs> and beyond just what you were saying, just how this was with that ending ending scene, you know, you could argue that it was tacked on or whatever, but uh, how that ties in ties the story into the overall story arc because for the most part, this is just its own standalone story. But with that that last little scene there, it tied it into the overall story arc with Moriarty mm. and the the overall story arc, yes. which was quite nicely done. Dave. Yep. Anything? No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. I, 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 I'm just blown away by the fact that this is a got a style all of its own. It's got that timeless quality in terms of, um, you know, when it's dated. And and one or two of the actors that 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 we've mentioned before have been in uh, a show that we we've called Whitechapel, which is is another detective, and that. Uh, it must be something going through the UK scene of directors at the moment because that has a very, um, you know, timeless look to it because in one of the stories, and this is not a reveal, but uh, they're investigating that something that seems to be like a copycat murder to the Cray twins who who were in London in the 60s. And and, and, and when the detectives go, you know, the, 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 um, the room... You know the police station that is an old one, and when they go to check out the the snitches in the the bars, they go into these seedy old bars that have not changed for forty years anyway, and they have this sort of timeless look about them. So, um, it. But I do think that this uh, Sherlock was the one that sort of gave that very slick look to it. Um, extremely well done. Uh, I, I'm enjoying it as much now as I did. Uh, nearly a year ago when I first saw them. Right. It was one of those things that, that, that when each, as each one came out, I was, it was, I had to see it, had to get hold of it. And um, as I said before, and, and, and I think a lot of people were in the same position I was. And when we found out it was going to be a modern day uh, revival of Sherlock Holmes, the idea just didn't seem right. But, uh, I think we'd all have to agree that, that, that they've done it right. Um, they do make use of some modern modern influences like the, the, the cell phone, you know, taking in the photo right away. Um, but they also play into the whole humour of 
for example, uh, Watson running off and saying, oh, yes, uh, come look at this big brick wall and him trying to coax the images out of his head and say, well, I've got it on my cell phone, you know. Um, it's quite wonderful, you know. They, they, they play along with what you're expecting to happen. You know, Sherlock Holmes is going to say, well, you know, there's this, a monk taught me this technique, you know, uh, and, and, and I'm going to use it on you. It's like, no, no, here. <laughs> I took a picture. <laughs> it's quite well done. Um, anyway, um, I think that pretty much wraps it up for us. There's, of course, this has been overly long because it is about a, an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, so we try not to talk too much at the end of this. But um, we will be back next week with the last episode in the uh, in the first series, of course, which is called... The Great Game. The Great Game. The Game is Afoot. Written by Mark Gaddis. Yes, yes. So uh, join us next week when we'll be back to talk all over the top of that one. So, gentlemen, without any further ado, it's good night for Mr. Randall Thor. It's good night from Dave AC. And it's goodbye from Ian, the Sixth Doctor. Goodbye, everybody. very strange about that woman it is that's bizarre it is waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30 percent in 2023 if you're in a bind this tax season lifelock can help our u.s-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues and all lifelock plans are backed by the million dollar protection package so we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.